Hey, real quick, guys, you already know I don't run any ads on this because I want to keep it like a really awesome listening experience for you. But I do have an ask. I'd love it if you could just help me spread the word so we can help more entrepreneurs, creatives and high performers just make more money with less stress and more fulfillment. So the best way that you can help me do that is by reading, reviewing and sharing this podcast. Like the single thing I ask of you is please just take 10 seconds to drop a review. Seriously, it would, it would mean the world to me. And more importantly, it may just help change somebody's life. So thank you. And let's get to the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. I am outside my normal recording studio today. I'm upstairs in a slightly different environment in my building, just trying to get uh, a little bit of a different surrounding, get the creative juices flowing. I like to break it up a little bit, so I'm not always just working in the same little pod. Depending on what kind of work I'm trying to do, I find it very useful to have different places that kind of inspire different parts of me. So if I'm trying to do like the admin work, I find my home office to be very effective. If I'm trying to write, then I actually find it very useful to get on my laptop and go somewhere completely different where I can be alone. I can kind of talk to myself as I'm writing and being on my laptop actually is far less distracting than being on my desktop computer. So here we are, I'm recording in, uh, <laughs> I think this is a 720p. So very, very high resolution. Hopefully it's not bothering you guys too much. If you're watching this on YouTube, if you're listening on, on the podcast, then this shouldn't necessarily be a problem for you. But question real quickly, if you're a diehard fan, Somebody told me the other day, they're like, hey, I love your content. However, when you say the word pod, uh, it's omega level cringe. Um, and I was just curious, do you guys think the word pod is cringe? I've never thought about this before. Um, he's, he, his, he, his, his take on it was the word pod comes across as, you know, trying to be cool kid, like you're, you're too old and you're, you're trying to use this word that doesn't fit your generation, or you're just trying to abbreviate a thing that doesn't need to be abbreviated. And my stance, I had never really thought about this before. I don't have a strong stance one way or the other, but I was just thinking about it. I was like, well, pod is a good abbreviation because it's taking podcast, which is two syllables and it's turning it into just a singular syllable. So that does seem like an appropriate abbreviation, but I don't know, maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm just a boomer and I don't even realize it. And I'm, I'm saying things that are cringe. Anyways, all that put that aside, but let me know. Do you think it's cringe or not? Let me know in the comments, shoot me a review, whatever, shoot me a DM. Let me know. Like, am I being cringe when I say welcome to the pod? Um, I'll stop or I won't. I don't know. Maybe I'm just a cringy dude. Anyway, today I want to talk about, um, a lesson that I, I just relearned again this last week. And so if I'm having to relearn it, then chances are it might serve you as well. It's that we spend a lot of time putting time, uh, energy and focus into things that aren't necessarily problems or no, they are the problems, but by putting our time and our focus and energy into solving problems, we're taking that time and energy and focus away from leaning into the opportunities in our life, which could have more outsized growth. And so what I mean by this is back when we were building uh, escape climbing, something that I noticed was that we would put our best people consistently on solving problems. So if we had some kind of shipping issue, we had some kind of manufacturing issue, we would consistently pull our best people to go and try and solve that problem. And what we were doing is instead of putting them on our best opportunities, things that could potentially, you know, 10x, 100x our business, we're putting them on just kind of like stop the bleeding in certain areas. And so all their time was just put into like problem maintenance mode, like fire, putting out fires all the time, rather than thinking about like, what's the the next evolution, the growth opportunity, the thing that's sitting right in front of us, that's like the most important thing. And when we started to realize that we're like, okay, we need to use our people a little bit better and not just have our best people putting out fires all the time. That's not really the highest and best use for them. 
And so we started implementing something called the opportunity meeting once a week, once a month, depending on like the cadence, where we just get together and say, okay, in this meeting, instead of focusing on all the things that are going wrong, because it's the things that go wrong that tend to dominate the meetings, let's come into this meeting and only ask ourselves, what are the opportunities that are right in front of us that we're not even seeing right now? And that gets the creative juices flowing, gets you thinking, you know, more uh, optimistically about like what we could be doing to continue growing or continue moving forward, continue improving rather than focusing on the negative. And I found that to be very, very powerful. Now, if you're not careful, if you don't make this an intentional process, then you will just slip into always putting out fires and putting out the thing, doing the things that are urgent, but not necessarily important. We've talked about the Eisenhower matrix before, how you can graph things out based off of urgency and importance, and that we should always be prioritizing things that are both you know, we, things that are urgent and important, they automatically get prioritized. But typically the things that are urgent, but not necessarily important, those tend to get done more frequently than the things which are important, but not urgent. And it's important that, you know, it's critical, that things that are important are never at the mercy of things which are merely urgent. Okay, so let's say that again. It's critical that the Things which are important are never at the mercy of things that are merely urgent. And I found myself doing this I, as I was reflecting, I was like kind of vision casting what 2024 looks like from my businesses, from the content creation side. What I realized was that I have been putting a ton of time and energy focusing into the wrong things when it comes to the content production side of things. In particular, this podcast is a really great example of this. This is a daily podcast every single day. I sit down or, you know, once a week I sit down and I batch these and I just do a quick five to 10 minute podcast, try to bring a little bit of value to guys, low production and um, low effort in the grand scheme of things. Just kind of talking off the top of my head, kind of and seeing what resonates with, with you guys and then taking that content and going deeper um, on the main channel or into the newsletter. And what I found is that I've yet to miss a single day of this podcast. But because this podcast is urgent, I prioritize it over the other forms of content, which are actually more important to my brand, to my businesses, specifically the newsletter and the main YouTube channel. And when I think about like what drives the most growth and what brings the most value to the most people, one video on the main YouTube channel can bring in a million views. Whereas this uh, podcast, you know, it gets it gets good view, listens, uh, good listenership, good view and viewage, but it only on YouTube might get a couple hundred views if it does really great, maybe a thousand if it does fantastic. And in the grand scheme of things, when you look at which has more impact, it's undeniable that the main channel has that. But because it's not as critical, because I never put like any kind of timestamp and saying, I'm going to release content every single week on the main channel, it's been more of a, hey, we're going to put the time and energy into creating the great content. And when it's ready, it's ready and we'll put it out. Because of that, I've continually pushed it, pushed it, pushed it and let not prioritized it. And I've let the podcast take um, preeminence. And as a result, I was just looking back and realized I hadn't really posted a video on the main channel uh, in the last month. And so I've fallen into this trap of focusing on the urgent, not necessarily the important. I've been solving problems instead of, uh, leaning into the, the, into the winners. And part of that is like perfectionism. When I, when you know, you have a thing that's working when it's in, in like the main YouTube channel is a great example of this. It's a very high production value. We put a lot of time and energy into it. And I, it takes me five, six hours just to write the script for those videos because I put a lot of intention into it. That's a huge investment of time and I want it to be a certain quality. And if it doesn't do as well, it is, um, 
it's hard. It's harder than if you just don't put as much time and energy into it. And so I find myself resistant to really doing that work when I could just take the easier out and go record some podcasts. And so I share this with you because I'm sure there's things in your life where you're already seeing success and there's movement in the right direction, but because maybe now you're falling into like the perfectionism trap or because it's not urgent, you're, you're deprioritizing the thing that's already successful. And so I encourage you to think about, okay, where is my time and energy actually best spent? What do I need to be prioritizing? And for me going into 2024, my goal is to release a weekly video on the high quality main YouTube channel. That is going to be a very, very high standard. It's going to be very tough to hit given how much writing it takes me, how much energy it takes out of me, but I'm committed to that. And I'm excited to see what we can do with that content next year. So stay tuned. Anywho, that's going to do it for me, guys and gals. I appreciate you being here. We'll catch you in the next episode. Until then, stay hyper-focused, my friends. What's going on, everybody? I just wanted to let you know real quick that the Hyper-Focus Masterclass is officially live. We put a ton of time and energy into this project, and based on all the positive feedback so far that we've received from students, it's it's, it's pretty awesome. Seriously, we're, we're really psyched on how it all turned out. If you're interested in learning all the habits, rituals, routines, systems, processes, frameworks, and more that, you know, help me turn my ADHD into a superpower to get out of massive debt and build a $70 million real estate portfolio over the past 10 years, then you're definitely going to want to head over to beyondtheapex.com backslash hyperfocus and check it out. All right, let's get to the show.